Hey everyone, thanks for joining. Today I am speaking with Shaparak. Um, I'm going to totally butcher your last name. Shajarizadeh. Hi, Shaparak. Thank you for coming on. Um, Shaparak is from Iran. She's living in Canada now. Uh, she was taking part of in White Wednesdays, and she's also been. She was also imprisoned by the Iranian regime, and then she had to flee Iran because she was facing. I think you were facing like a twenty-year sentence. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you want to just tell people a little bit about yourself, um, you know what's going on in Iran, and then we can just go from there. Um, thank you, Obaid. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening to me and uh, uh, letting me tell you about the situation of women's rights in Iran. Um, how can I start? I, um, I'm 40, right now I'm 44 years old and uh, I was born um, uh, before the, the revolution happened in Iran. And, but I was a kid when it happened, and uh, actually I, I witnessed all the changes in my country when I was a kid. Uh, um, I myself witnessed the changes in dress code uh, for women when I started going to school. And I remember each year we had different rules, and each year uh, they were, they were more, more strict and difficult for us. And um, in some point uh, at the school, we, so um, when I was in high school, women ha had to have um, complete a job. Um, but at the school, um, we, we didn't have to, we didn't uh, even, uh, they didn't let us even have white socks or white trainers. And it was so hard for me. All my years, I, 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 I tried to do something because even when I was a teenager, I knew it's my right. For example, when when a brand new uh, trainer came to um, uh, came to market, I just wanted to try it and have it at the school. And I knew it's ridiculous just to wear uh, black. And uh, so all all my life, I had I had questions about the the rules and the uh, repression on women and uh, and the and um, inequality between women and men one by one i realized that i don't have the um, the rights that my bro my little brother had so even um, and i i found out about the um, muslim rules uh, about men differences for men and women in Islam, and I I couldn't get it. Uh, it was a time that I was. Can I just ask do you, you have a question? Yeah, yeah just sorry about. Uh, so, you, like, all, okay, now I, I, I wasn't there. I'm just you know just by reading about it and seeing about it. So, I mean, the the Iranian Revolution happened in '79, and the Ayatollahs kind of fully got control in 1980, yeah. right? So, how long before the revolution? Like, how like was it it wasn't obviously you know the revolution happened today and then tomorrow everyone's wearing hijab like it, it did it take six months or a year like how long did it take for them to start pushing that aspect of uh you know strict islamic culture strict islamic rules 
um, on the women? Like, was it right away or did it take you know, six months, a year? A little after one, after one, after one month, uh, um, uh, Khomeini uh, started talking about uh, um, dress code for women. Uh, but uh, it wasn't uh, in our law book. And um, um, revolution happened in February, I guess. Um, and um, in March, women had uh, now. Then I read it. I I don't remember that that uh, that uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, demonstration. But in March, uh, on in Women's uh, International Women's Day, uh, Iranian women um, uh, on 8th of March they had this uh, big demonstration in the streets. But uh, you know, in that time. Um, uh, they easily could uh, suppress the revolution, the demonstration, and women uh, wasn't happy about the changes, about the dress code, about other changes. And but it, uh, but um, I, I know that now I know that it takes uh, like two, two, uh, two years. Uh, they started with uh, the uh, government officers. Uh, they fired women without a job. They didn't let women even to enter. Then they didn't um, let people uh, even to enter those uh, government offices. Then it was like uh, little by little, uh, they um, they had this law that uh, uh, women have to have a job uh, in the streets, and it's just one of the uh, one of the like rights uh, that they had taken from women. Little by little, we don't uh, they we don't have the right to divorce. Uh, we don't have the right to go abroad or um, have a passport without our husband's permission. Little uh, little by little, they changed all the law, laws and rights for women. And uh, for example, the um, uh, the I don't know how to say it, but uh, before before revolution. Women could uh, marry at the age of 18 and um, without anybody's permission, but at the age of 18. But it has changed to first to nine, then to 30 years old and with the permission of the dad. So there are lots of women that um, uh, they they had to marry because of their uh, because their family um Force them to marry, not women, kids, and it's still going on. Um, and when you know, when I was, it was a time that I was a Muslim, uh, and I practiced Islam when I was like 17, 18 years ago, 18 years. But uh, even in that time, I couldn't understand the difference. Uh, between between men and uh, the difference in rights between men and, um, and and women and inequality and uh, and I had lots of questions so little by little I stopped practicing because uh, I know it's not right and uh, then for years I was I was just following the um, other women's the the activists um, I just following them. I was a normal woman. Uh, woman, I was just um, after my life, but uh, I was just following their news. And most of the time, it was depressing because 
they tried to do everything. Uh, they tried their best, but um, in in some point, all of them had to stop and they would um, end up in jail or uh, leaving the country. Uh, and I was always telling myself, because we are not, when I started uh, reading about suffragette and the women's movement in other countries, I always telling myself, uh, this is, uh, we, we, don't, uh, we don't have the element of um, um, being united and standing in solidarity with uh, these activists. And that's and they are alone, and that's why um, uh, the government um, uh, the government can stop them and put them in jail, and that's not right. But um, I I didn't know what to do and how to start. I wasn't a journalist. I wasn't um, like a lawyer. Mm. I didn't know what to do. I was just uh, an engineer doing my job, and then. Um, uh, then I got involved in um, uh, animals' life, and I was uh, for years I was an animal supporter. And uh, you know the the situation of homeless animals, uh, dogs and uh, cats, um, is terrible in Iran. And um, so I was I was very angry, and uh, it was like uh, anger and anger and anger because we. We did. We animal supported did everything. We uh, we spent our money um, for animals, but but uh, the animal that that we were feeding, we were, we were healing, they would end up dead uh, by the government. And the government um, one day we we realized that those animals are all dead. And I was very angry. And I guess that was one of the reason uh, because. No matter what uh, what you do, no matter how hard you try, nobody listens to you. It's just uh, the when when a, a creature doesn't uh, have any rights in my country, nothing is gonna change for that creature. So, and then uh, White Wednesday at at the first uh, week of White White Wednesday, one of my friends um, sent me a video of. A girl and a young girl and two a young boy um, uh, having this video and asking other people to uh, to join White Wednesday campaign, and that was it. I was following Massey uh, Page, uh, um, um, uh, my stilty freedom for years, but but that page uh, didn't pull the trigger for me and it was but white wednesday because in in that video they were asking other people uh to join them so that was it i and in that video I, they just asked people to wear white on wednesday just wearing white in on wednesday so you show that you're not um, you don't. Uh, um, you 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 want this law to to be changed, and so I went. Just a quick question. Sorry, don't didn't mean to interrupt. But like the White Wednesday thing, because you'd mentioned, okay, you weren't allowed to wear white socks or white trainers as a kid. Yeah. So I mean, the hijab and everything, it had to be black, right? You couldn't wear a white hijab, right? You had, that that's part of the reason why they did no, the White Wednesday. In, no, in 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 public, women actually uh, wear uh, colorful dresses, but mm. 
uh, we they can easily arrest us. It's not like everybody in our country wearing black. But for them, the rule is having dark, uh, not black, having dark colors, like um, dark gray, dark, uh, dark uh, navy, dark, okay. like, yeah. like so, green. So white hijab would be But women proper. don't do that. Women don't do that. We brought fashion during these years. Uh, Iranian women brought fashion to our clothing and um, actually uh, Iranian women um, dressed in fashionable way but but if um, those uh, morality police officers see us they can easily arrest us put us in jail and for Iranian women it's like it, it this is life um, we are in danger of being arrested every moment when we are out of home and that's what that's what was bothering me because when 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 we iranian women go out of our country the first thing we say to each other oh we we, we feel um safe in other countries in the streets we, we we feel safe but in our home in our country iranian women never feel safe when they are in public, when they are in the streets, because um, uh, we know that um, we may um, uh, met up with uh, like some of the leaders' followers, uh, Basiji person or a morality police officer. They can easily arrest us or insult us, uh, or um, they or. Or even someone in the insult, public. shame us, yeah, or, yeah, or just in public. Any, anyone. No, but I mean, it doesn't have to be an, like an officer or something. It could just be no. someone on the street who can just say, "How, how can you?" Anybody, yeah. and yeah, anybody can insult us. Anybody can hit us. Uh, but what the 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 police and uh, the law um, uh, doesn't back us up. They are uh, they they have their back. So. You can't do anything, even even for having a dog or uh, it's always dangerous for women um, out there in the streets. So from the first uh, week, the second week I was I was filming myself and I in that video, I just told them um, I'm a I'm a I'm a woman. I'm a grown up person and I'm a human being. And please don't drag me to your heaven. Um, that was my that was my sentences, uh, and I sent it to Massey, and uh, she published it, uh, published it, uh, it that video, and um, that's what started. I was um, filming myself every week and sent it to Massey, and little by little, after one month, the the campaign started to change. It was not like Massey told um, the women. Uh, not to wear hijab. The women who were participating in this movement, the women who were, who were wearing white um, in public and saying those things, um, little by little, eventually they decided not to wear hijab. So after that, we weren't wearing any hijab. And, and for me, um, it was like, um, after a while, it was like every day, every day, um, I just had um, I had lots of colorful scarves, but I um, I put them aside and I just started having uh, white scarves every day, but not not I, I wasn't wearing them 
I was wearing them on my shoulder. Um, so uh, I was I, I was always uh, in public. I wasn't wearing hijab. Um, I was wear I was I had my scarf on my shoulder. But during this movement, it was like a wheel. I did it on purpose. I was I was doing it on purpose. And uh, so uh, I was sending Massey. I also started uh, writing about uh, women's uh, rights and uh, the, the violence against women in my country and my thoughts and my dreams for, for us on my Instagram page. That's how it started. Okay. Now, I just want to touch on a couple of those things because, I mean... I've done it out here in the West and, you know, other people, and they always bring up, you know, the, the extremely horrible things. So, you know, the, the terrorism, the killing of apostates, the killing of gays, but it's, yeah. it's the little day-to-day things that I think should be brought more to life because not that terrorism is bad, not that, you know, uh, killing apostates isn't bad, but, you know, the fact that just for walking out on the street, dressed in the manner that you want you can get arrested to me that seems like a much bigger problem day-to-day lives you know especially of women in muslim communities than you know the terrorism and all that other stuff i think like we focus too much on all the big things and i think we should start maybe focusing more on what it does day-to-day how hard it makes people's lives you know the the lack of choice the lack of everything else I, I i think those things are far more important to discuss than the other stuff. Yeah. You know, um, um, uh, that's what I'm saying uh, for, for maybe some people are saying that it's not important, but for us, it's important because that was our daily life, having the terror and having the fear all the time, having this shadow of fear on our shoulder every move every moment of our life and you know iranian government iranian uh, people are not that not not everybody are religious most of the people are not that religious we don't have that uh, muslim uh, strict muslim community among people iranian government know that um, iranian uh, don't practice these things but they just uh, tell people you have to do it when you are in public. So the other thing is Iranian people leave leave the lie. They don't lie, but they leave a lot a big lie. In in our home we are another thing and in the streets we pretend to be something else. And that's very bad and it affect affects all the aspect, aspects of our life. Iranian people learn to pretend. They drink, but but in public they say we don't drink. They don't believe in hijab, but but when when they see an officer, they have hijab. And and even now we have lots of news about celebrities and lots of attacks on them, and or some criticism. I had some criticism. Our celebrity come to our national TV and say, we believe in hijab, but out of Iran, in other countries, they just uh, dress like other Western women. They don't wear hijab. 
that's what it is. They, uh, they um, forced people to lie. Now Iranian people live a lie. And I was fed up of pretending. I was fed up of lying. And that's the case for all, all other women who were participate in this movement or movement like this. We are, or after that, the, the, the movement had another, uh, the, another, another uh, like um, hashtag came and the movement um, enjoyed another one, like my, my, my camera, my weapon, uh, Masi um, uh, asked women to film the, the 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 people who attack women and you have you, and you see i i guess you see those yeah. videos yeah online and people can see people around the world the violence that iranian people are facing every day now okay now in iran you've had i mean okay there was live forget the islamic revolution because that's what you're trying to get away from but i mean you've had a couple of different counter-revolution or counter-movements happening, but yeah. I mean, it didn't really seem to start taking hold. I guess also part of a fact is social media and then you guys can get all this stuff out to the world where you couldn't before. So like the White Wednesdays, the My Stealthy Freedom, and then in, um, what was it, uh, Christmas of 2017 or so? Um, yeah. I can't remember the name of the woman. She stood up on the on the mm, power box. Vida Movahed. Yeah, Vida yeah. Movahed. Yeah, one Wednesday. Mm. Um, and... Um, as she uh, went up that utility utility box in the center of the city and waved um, her white scarf on a stick and it was that was it uh, the, it was the start of girls of Angalaba street mm-hmm. um, the women who uh, that was a, like their, their, that was a performance showing that uh, showing the government in a, in a different way uh, that uh, uh, I oppose uh, compulsory hijab, mm-hmm. and after that, uh, I was one of the w- women who start doing that every day or every week. And uh, I just, uh, sorry, I just have to interrupt you for one second here. Yeah, I just have to say this: you are incredibly brave. I mean, you know, no, 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 no but I mean, no, like, I was like, scared all the time. Okay, but but that's just it. You were scared, and you still did it. And you did what you thought was right. I have to say, like, you know, I've been following you for a while, and just have to get that out. Like what you did was incredibly brave and much respect to you for that. Sorry, uh, I'll let you continue. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, I was scared all the time. And, uh, but it was when, when my family or my husband asked me not, uh, asked me to stop. I was like, I can't stop. It's, it's not, I can't, it, for me, it was like, I can't leave anymore. I, um, I started uh, doing something for myself uh, finally, I had a voice as a person, and I couldn't stop uh, talking. So um, yeah, I I was um, I was one of the women, but there were lots of women and men around the country who did that. And you know, they also arrested those men, and they served some time in in prison. And so for them, it for them it's like. Uh, um, uh, even in a most peaceful way, in a most beautiful way, when you show your um, opposition for them, it's like um, 
as as they said as they say in a, in in the accusation acting against the co- government and mm-hmm. collusion and assembly uh, against the government as they say and so uh, yeah i was one of the women who was participate in that movement too and it was i guess it was it was not like they were separated the, the lots of women who were uh, participated in that mo- movement were also white wednesday women and uh but uh after arresting me and some other girls and uh, giving us uh long sentences that movement stopped but but uh white wednesday and my my camera my my weapon um this movement is st- still going on you know what because the violence against women hasn't stopped that's why yeah, yeah okay so i just want to come back to that in a second but you spent time in prison and then you got yeah. imprisoned then time. you got arrested yeah. again and you were sentenced to 20 yeah. years i mean if you don't mind do you want to talk a little bit about that and then how you got out of that or yeah one one yeah and um uh 22nd uh of february it was wednesday i went out um i went to a place uh near my house and i i waved my um my white scarf on a stick then i got arrested um they uh, they um accused me during the interrogation, they accused me of being a spy for other countries. And I was very scared because I knew that everybody, everything has changed, is going to change for me. And, uh, but they, but uh, they didn't have anything on me, just, just my trips to other countries, nothing else. And, um, so, uh, the, 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 in the first hearing, I got one. Um, I had um, the judge uh, gave me bail, and um, I could uh, I could uh, be released uh, with bail. But uh, the 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 those uh, interrogators uh, sent me to prison in solitary confinement. So I started um, being on hunger strike. I knew I I was watching. <laughs> too many movies and uh, or reading um, and I was reading about suffragette movement a lot so um, uh, I was uh, trying to do the same so I started um, uh, having a hunger strike and uh, um, so in that time there were it wasn't like that now it's very it's it's worse than uh, that time so they after one week they uh, they eventually accepted my bail, and I got released. But two weeks later, they uh, they arrested me again. I didn't do anything. I was just writing about um, about my rights, and I was I actually had lots of uh, live uh, uh, lives on Instagram and telling people about um, the thing they had to they had done to me, like they. They they beaten up bad. They uh, they beat me up badly um, during the interrogation, the accusations, the insult, the 
um, the, everything. I was talking, uh, I was very angry at the interrogators. And so I, I, uh, I, told, I, I told people um, and my followers about everything that had happened to me. And two weeks later, um, I went to that uh, building to, to get my mobile phone back with the order of the judge, but they arrested me again, and that they arrested my husband. And it was very, it was a very scary day because it was just before the national holiday. My my son was home alone, and nobody knew we were there. They arrested me, and they didn't let us uh, call anybody. So nothing. And my family and my husband's family were out of town. We were just. Uh, very scared and we, they tried to uh, again um, accused us of being a spy for other countries that was a scary um, day but uh, but at the end of the day they hadn't they didn't have anything on my husband and me they they released me and um, I was like quiet I was like silence for one week on social media because I was uh, too scared and um, my husband was also, uh, he, he was very scared. Then I, 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 I couldn't stop. I, I started talking to people again and posting pictures. And uh, like uh, one month and a half later, like 50 days later, they arrested me again in another city with my son. And that was very bad because she he was with me um, in the in the interrogation room for six hours and he was um, he was very scared he was screaming and I realized and as the interrogators told me I realized they they just want me locked in pre in prison behind bars till uh, till the date of my court and that's what that's what the uh, interrogator told me the second time I got arrested, that um, you're, you can uh, say bye to your bail and uh, um, don't uh, and we're going to we're going to lock you up here till your court and you're not going to uh, see freedom. So uh, and so when I when they when they sent me to prison and um I was like, I'm, 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 and it was another city. And I was in jail with uh, like murderers and um, traffickers. And the traffickers were very nice, though. They were the, uh, they were the cool ones in prison. But, um, but I was, I, I told myself, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go out of this place one way or another. So from the moment I, I, I I entered that place. I started having hunger strike. Two days, I stopped having water as well. Then my lawyer Nasreen came, uh, and they let let her see me to tell me to stop the hunger strike. Nasreen told me have water, have liquid, um, but um, um, she told me not to stop hunger strike. That work. That that would work. So I, um, I was I was in that prison for uh, for nine days, but for five days once uh, the first one the first time two days and the 
Second time, three days, I stopped having water. And the second time, I was actually going to die. It was very hard. And so they sent me to Tehran, and they released me uh, till the, uh, till my court day. And that was it. I told myself I'm not going to stay because I realized that they can do anything with uh, with you. In inside our courtrooms, um, um, I, 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 there is no law. You can, I had a lawyer, I had a famous lawyer, but she couldn't do anything. They didn't let her um, talk to me. They didn't let her uh, tell me what to do. They didn't let her to defend me. Uh, for me, Nasrin did a lot for me, but that, and, but these lawyers, the, the only thing that they can do is telling public about the situation. Nazrin was brave enough to tell the people what's going on uh, and what had happened to me. And uh, you know you know what happened? He got arrested too. Yeah, that's and, I was going to say. She's been arrested and yeah. she has to get, what, yeah. like 40 yeah. years and 178 lashes or something like that? 38, yeah, 38 years and 148 lashes. Um, and uh, for, for doing her job, right? She was hired as a for doing For doing her job as a human, right, human rights lawyer, nothing else. But uh, so I, 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 I left the country and I knew I couldn't go to, to the airport. And I had the Canadian visa, but I know I couldn't go to Canada to to the airport. So um, I I eventually I've I've I could found somebody to help me uh, um, uh, a smuggler to help me go to Turkey. And then after three months, I came to uh, Canada. But uh, when I was in Turkey. Um, it was um, my trial. My trial happened, and three days after my trial, they arrested my lawyer. One month later, they arrested her husband, and um, it. Since then, it's going uh, worse and worse. And um, right now, one of my best friend, a woman who I was when I was in prison uh, for. For the for for the second time, uh, a woman went out in public and talked about me. He didn't. She didn't do anything. She was. She just told people about my situation that she's a mother and she's a be, she's away from her kid, and uh, she's she's in jail for uh, opposing compulsory hijab for demanding her rights. That's what she said. Nothing and. Uh, then we got friends and we got very close. And now she got 23 years jail sentence. And and you know, now, now when they arrest women, they don't uh, give them bail. They just, uh, they just keep them behind bars. And then the trial happens and, and then they have to be there. And, and, uh, and I can't believe she's there for 20 years for doing nothing. She was just supporting me or Nasreen or other women and uh, and asking um, other women to join us 
and to support us. That's it. And um, now she's in jail. For last week, I found out that um, she has to be there like 20, 23 years. And that's insane. Uh, but okay, uh, I mean, just for talking out again, recently, I think it's like a week now, maybe they, they passed the law that any woman filming herself can face 10 years in prison or something like that that just yeah 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 that they passed the law because they were uh, actually they were doing that uh, they were they were practicing uh, um, I'm sorry this nonsense uh, um, and they they gave me uh, 20 years they they gave other women those sentences but now they passed it as a law so they uh, because during that time, our lawyer tried to defend uh, um, us and say that's not right. But now they say it's a law. So, yeah, any woman who uh, they just want to um, create terror and more fear in the country, uh, they feel threatened. And, uh, you know, this uh, movement, I, I myself, I I never thought uh, that a movement can uh, continue like more than two years. You know, mm. uh, was the, they will stop eventually after a while. But but these movement uh, is still going on. But and they want to um, with these long sentences, with these um, barbaric uh, um, sentences. And uh, and this this uh, law, they want to just uh, create more terror and fear in the society, so uh, women stop. But I don't think they can. Yeah, I mean, I, I, unfor- I mean, unfortunately for all the women who've been arrested, you know, for everyone who's been arrested for things like this, I mean, I. I th- think there's something something to be coming out and it's going to be getting better but i think it's in the short term it's going to be the government's going to try to hold on to their control i mean again getting back to the little things i mean i, I can't remember the name of the, the young woman she po- no no not, yeah. not, not her it was another one she po- she was like 16 or 17 she posted a video on instagram of her dancing and then she got arrested. oh oh the, the, the oh yeah no the, the, she she wasn't an activist she didn't no she was a but, she was a young woman she was a young girl who, who was just dancing. Just dan- yeah. yeah yeah she was a dancer and she she posted her um, her videos of dancing but uh, when uh, when they arrested her they forced her to conf- uh, to have a um, false confession and uh, and uh, on, on national TV, and that's uh, that was when we uh, we other women um, say that's not right because mm-hmm. she was she was a young girl and uh, uh, forcing uh, um, a, a 17, 18 uh, year old girl to have this confession on national TV was against the law. And that's why all the women um, came and started dancing and posting their uh, videos and say, we are dancing, we are supporting Maede Hajbari was her name, Maede Hajbari. But, uh, you know, Maede never, she's she's living in Iran and she's probably scared and uh, 
um, they try to intimidate her. So she she didn't uh, like say she didn't say anything or doing anything. But it's not more that um, I always say it's not that girl that matters because she was she she told public I I um, I'm not an activist and I'm not doing anything. But she, the it wasn't her that we were angry about. It was the things that they they did to this young girl, you know. Well, I mean, that, that's okay. She doesn't have to be an activist. She doesn't have to be anything. That, that's what I was trying yeah. to get at. She was just a yeah. young girl who was dancing. Yeah, dancing. Yeah, and then yeah, you know yeah. they they do that to her, and then again, yeah, like did. you know, like the, the White Wednesdays, the My Stealthy Freedom, like the 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 girls that were dancing, the women that were dancing, like I think those things are far more powerful than having you know crowds of people yelling and chanting and walking down the street because it's it's just little things saying sorry you're we're not going to stop you from letting us do what makes us happy right yeah yeah and, yeah uh, yeah when for example in one of the city because in iran it's not against law to uh, ride a bicycle or it, it's not in our law that women can't ride a bicycle or motorcycle, for example, but we're not allowed to do that because the leader once uh, once told that uh, once said that it's not appropriate for women to ride a bicycle. So in in one of the city, for example, they uh, they uh, arrested uh, some women for riding a bicycle, and you know what happened? Other women uh, went out and started. Um, riding bicycle and said, "We are, we are um, people, and we want mm-hmm. to ride bicycles." That's what what is going on in our movement. And that's amazing. Um, and I have to say, yeah. again, I have to say that, yeah. that's incredibly amazing. And you know, again, incredibly yeah. brave because you're just saying we want to live our lives, and we're not going to, and you know, riding a bicycle, dancing in the street, whatever. I mean, those should be. No one should stop you from doing things like that. And it's just, you guys are not giving up. You know, again, it's incredibly amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. But, uh, you know, when when once the first time I went to the, the Canadian Parliament, and um, I don't know, in that, in the backyard, there was these statues of women's activists in Canada. Have you seen it? Yeah. And... Uh, uh, and uh, there is uh, this uh, memorial note and even in that note I I cried because that's what I was saying my whole life I want my right as a person and even in that note that they were after their rights as a person they wanted to uh, uh, go to the parliament and, uh, and be there as a person, and for me, it's like that. For other women, it's like that. We are not different with men, and we want our, we want our rights as a person. And Iranian women, okay, I they, wanna, they they can't stop us. Yeah, no, I I go. I want to talk about that because we talked a little about that before. Was you come to Canada and you start speaking out, and you're getting attacked for being Islamophobic or something. Because you speak, I mean, that must seem like such a betrayal to you after you see, you know, that thing behind the parliament, 
and then you go speak at a school or something and people call you Islamophobic for speaking out against his hijab. It's, I mean, I, I, I've tried to put it into words how, how ridiculous they, that they is. They told me you're causing Islamophobia. Yeah, they, they told me you're mm-hmm. causing Islamophobia. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, but like, how do you, I mean, you know, I think it's in some ways it's easier to react to the Ayatollahs or some mullah somewhere saying, you know, forcing you to do something. That's very easy to to deal with, right? Because you know exactly what to do. But you come here and you have this person who, you know, out of a sense of goodness or whatever, we don't want to be racist, we want to be all inclusive. And you're talking about basic human dignity for, you know, millions, like hundreds of millions of women around the world, you know, and specifically, you know, tens of millions in Iran. And they're calling you Islamophobic or you're they're saying you're aiding to that or you're saying, like, I find something like that much harder to deal with than, you know, like an Ayatollah or a Mullah or whatever, just going, oh, you can't do this because it's against Islam. Like that, at least you have arguments for. But the other thing, I I just don't know what to say. Yeah, for, you know, I don't know what's going on in the world, but like uh, this is uh, this uh, like atmosphere of uh, that uh, they said, don't talk about, uh, don't talk about, the flaws of Islam, and I cannot understand it. And I told, I told them, uh, no matter what, how hard you try to say uh, that uh, you that your they accused the people of uh, being Islamophobic. But you know, Islam is like other other religion, and you have the right to criticize the flaws in each of them. And Islam is like other religion, and and no, whatever you like it or not, hijab is a symbol of sexism. I cannot change my my thoughts. It's a symbol of sexism because it forced women just to uh, uh, like uh, hide uh, their hair or their face uh, to cover themselves and uh, there was this girl once told me that it's a symbol of devotion and I I told her why don't men have to uh, show their devotion by covering themselves just women so when it's just for women it's a symbol of sexism because it just um uh, it forces one of the sexes to do that, not the other one. So that's why I, I, I say hijab is a symbol of se- sexism, whatever you like it or not. I don't, uh, I, I respect women who wear hijab. That's their choice. For me, is a way of dressing. As a way of dress dressing, I respect that. But as a way, if they want to tell me, um, it's 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 uh, you you can't criticize hijab and uh, and Islam for for the inequality between men and women. I can't I can't, I want to stop because Islam is like other religion, and uh, you can you can criticize the flaws in any of them. Yeah, no, that's I mean that's perfectly. That's the same thing I've been saying. And it's like, okay, stick on the hijab for a second. It's also, 
I mean, part of the reason you wear it, or one of the main reasons is because apparently if I see a woman's hair, I'm going to go crazy and want to rape her, right? I mean, that's, it's, I mean, that's, that's totally sexist. It's totally misogynistic. It's, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's saying that, well, one, it's also bad. It's saying something pretty bad about men there too, that men are so yeah, crazy yeah. that if they see a exactly. woman's hair, they're going to go rape her. Um, yeah, but that, but, but that's some excuses when, yeah. uh, when you, uh, when you read about the, uh, the, when you read and uh, have some search about the uh, history of dress code for women, it goes back to like four million years ago from the first civilization. And it was it, it was just for suppressing women in that time when the first civilization happened. Um, the rulers wanted to suppress like women because because of the 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 physical of men they 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 need them for like wars and everything but and they they wanted to they wanted to force uh, the other sex to to be home and um to 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 do the things that now we think that's a woman's duty but in that time for for the first people for the first men and women in in the first civilization it they were like uh, each other but but after a while uh, they the rulers when the first civilization happened the rulers decided that one of the sex had to uh, like stay and the other one goes for wars and um, and the the history of dress code goes back to four million uh, four uh, I'm sorry four million no four thousand years ago and two thousand and five uh, uh, five hundred years ago uh, in lots of regions uh, in like in Greek in um, in in I don't know it now it's like Iran and Iraq uh, mm-hmm. I don't I like Babylonia yeah, and they, yeah yeah they yeah they had dress code and women and Islam just took their that code and it's not like it's the the all the things they said about they say about hijab men and women and like being seductive or like uh, don't ha- the, don't having control it's just excuses for me it's just excuses okay you know those are excuses yes and it's it's definitely about control but i'm just yeah. saying like when those are the reasons given, right? I mean, like, if they, I mean, they're taking those reasons out of the Hadith and the Quran. If those are the reasons given, those are the excuses. I mean, that those are that's the Islamic justification of why you have to wear that. I'm just saying that. So that justification in its, of itself is like incredibly sexist and incredibly misogynistic. Yeah. You know, and it's and insulting to men too. Yeah, and it's. I mean, okay, that's. I think we're getting a little bit off, but I think that's one of the big, huge issues in like very closed Muslim societies is the separation between the men and women and, you know, this continuous segregation. And so yeah. when they get older, they don't know how to deal with each other. They're like, they, you know, if, if you've, if you've never talked to a woman until you're 18 or 19 or vice versa, right. Except yeah. for your, your brothers or your father. And, and even that's very limited. I mean, you don't know how to deal with the other sex. You don't know how to deal with, you know, men don't know how to deal with women. Women don't know how to deal with men. I mean, it's, it's it's bad for society in general. It's bad for everything if you keep them that separated. I mean, it's like I said. I think that's why a lot of these little things, and they're not little. I keep calling them little things. They're not little, but it's the day to day things that aren't like you know, 
oh, 50 people died in a terrorist attack today or, you know, things like that. It's, it's the, it's, it's everything that affects your day-to-day -day life and that'll affect the society in whole that I think is more of the problem. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyways, I don't want to keep you too, too long. I, if you have, I mean, I'm more than happy to sit here and talk with you all afternoon, but I want to keep you, if you want to, you know, if there's any other things you want to bring up, like, um, uh, you know, if you have any more information about what's going on in the movements, actually, that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about because I, I keep hearing it and I know you're here, but at least you were from there. Um, like there's the MEK and yeah. then there's, you know, then there's, you know, the people who are doing the white Wednesdays and all that. So, I mean, because everyone thinks it's okay. It's the general population against the, the, you know, the Islamic government. So they want a more secular thing, but, you know, there are small groups like MEK and stuff like that, which want to put in another type of Islamic rule as well, right? It's not just yeah. people going for freedom from Islam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there, those, uh, there are lots of opposition groups uh, from the beginning. And now that, uh, now after 40 years, uh, some groups are getting stronger. Um, even people in Iran um uh, are uh, are against the government because of years because it's getting worse and worse for for people and uh, we were waiting for and um, people were waiting for some re uh, uh, for the reformists to do something but now they realized they they were just lying to people for years so um there are lots of uh, like um opposition groups working against the government and one of them is MEK and MEK um, um, was a group who was active uh, from the beginning of revolution and it goes back to 40 years ago and but for me and they have I don't know how they're not uh, actually they're not popular in Iran the Iranian people don't like MEK but they are very powerful uh, um, uh, in other uh, out of Iran, they have lots of money, they have lots of support, and that I don't know how, uh, because uh, they are they have ideology, and as a person who were brought up and um, was under um, uh, repression for forty years, I know what the ideology can do to the society um, I, 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 and uh, people Iranian people uh, I, I don't think they support MEK but and uh, sometimes I, I, I tell them so them that uh, that's ridiculous you have uh, you you have some ideology like Iranian government and people don't want that people don't want to uh, like live under the repression of some rules and uh, and still and once I, I got to this like um, fight to one of them on Twitter and um, and I told him uh, what are you saying uh, he, 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 li he apparently lives in Canada and I, I told him what are you saying the symbol of uh, sexism is on your uh, leader's uh, head and the others how can you talk about freedom having uh, bringing freedom to to my country and um bringing uh like uh, giving uh women their rights uh, 
people if if people can like change the government it's not gonna be them i'm sure it's not gonna be another ideologic um uh, government or groups people don't want that all right that's good well it's good to hear because like i said i i hear things and i'm not 100 percent sure yeah um, and, I, it's not, and it's i don't know but they they even dress in the same way and that's that's scarier than yeah, than Islam. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. yeah you you yeah. go from one oppression to another. It's it's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, like I said, if you have um, anything else you want to talk about, uh, if you have something yeah. coming up you want to talk about or anything like that, uh, please yeah, feel free. That, yeah, thank you so much. I I just uh, um, I just want to tell uh, people the activists who uh, who think they have to. Uh, they have to um, uh, like support uh, the Muslim women. I, I'm not against uh, hijab or Muslim be- women. I'm just, uh, um, I just, I just want the freedom of choice for Iranian women. But I want them to be the voice of the women who are uh, like uh, who are in jail. The women who don't have any rights, um, the situation of human rights in, in Iran is very bad. But uh, um, lots of uh, activists and lots of um, politicians decide to ignore it. Uh, for them, um, standing in solitary with uh, uh, Muslim women is very important, but at the same time, they ignore the other women who are uh, under lots of pressure in a con- in Muslim countries like I- in Iran or Saudi Arabia. Um, and um, now things that is changing for women in Saudi Arabia, and I'm so happy for them. But still, they are human rights uh, activists, the women rights activists in jail. Oh, yeah. In in Saudi Arabia, be their voice, and uh, be uh, be the voice of uh, these people too, not just uh, a group of people. And we need uh, more support from the people around the world. Well, I don't think I could have said that better. Well, thank you very much, uh, Shaparak. It was thank great you. having you on, and thank you everyone thank for listening. So and be back.